couple consumed drink and drugs before engaging in sexual activity. And, and all she wanted was to have a shotgun put inside her? She was so excited about it, she couldn't sleep. Shotgun? She was so excited about having a shotgun in her pussy. From the smallest room in New York City. It's like kids going to Disney World. It's a show that gives you a reason to live. A 62-year-old woman was shot at a one-year-old's birthday party. Of course she was. party was being held... At the Banya Catering Hall on Coney Island Avenue, bordered by Windsor Terrace and Flatbush to the north and south, and Borough Park and Midwood to the east and west. The neighborhood of Kensington sits right in the center of Partygoers were celebrating when a guest accidentally dropped his gun, causing it to fire. The bullet striking the lady geezer in the upper part of her right leg, missing her dry geezer puss by mere inches. Bordered by a right leg and a left leg to the east and west, and by her abdomen and taint to the north and south, the pussy sits at the, the center, center of the world. You know, will, women are very seldom shot in the pussy. It doesn't happen often enough. The fact that women are very seldom shot, period. If you look at the number of homicides, victims by shooting per 100,000 in the United States. For men, 19.3. For women, 3.2. Uh, for that's, every, that's remarkable. Yeah, that's, ho- that's homicide by shooting? Yes. Yeah, jo- joining me on set there. And yeah, it, it, so from one, for every one woman who gets murdered, six dudes. Yeah. And, and you know, who do I complain to about this? Um, the, w- the Women's March. Women are worried about a gender gap in pay? Let's close the murder gap a little. You have a point. That's reasonable. I mean, like, it's not like it's impossible. Uh, at least one country that achieved equity in murder. Can you guess? Honduras. Switzerland. Murder victims, according to the UN, split 50-50, just like they handle the check when they go on dates. No kidding. 50-50. Now, is, men still do. Is that why they call it going Swiss? <laughs> <laughs> What's truly sad a global study by the UN, and this is sad, revealed that worldwide men do 96% of the murdering. Yeah, they do. And there you have it. We, we do. We, men only have themselves to blame. We suck. If we, closing, the, maybe there's something to this whole toppling the patriarchy thing. Only the, the, the male murderers are, are basically uh, very biased. Very, very biased. And we hear over and over again, stop the violence against women, you know. Uh, I'm going to show you a chart right now. This is from New York City, okay? Oh, you're yep. going to love this. Watch this. Boom. Oh, there it is. Yep. Right, you tell me what's wrong with this chart. This is from a, a New York City uh, murder victim statistic from 2012 is what we're looking at. Uh, and uh, they're describing in detail who got murdered and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, yeah. like, like how and stuff like that. Uh, you tell me what it says. Okay, it says one in six of the women, of all women murdered, twenty-seven percent were killed with a firearm. Mm-hmm. For men, the figure was sixty-four percent. Mm-hmm. Of all women murdered, thirty-four percent were stabbed. For men, that figure was eighteen percent. That's interesting. Sixty-eight percent of murders of women were incidents of domestic violence, compared to seven percent of murders for men, murders of men. So we're looking at a chart that has, uh, you know. It's a hundred figures, you know, generic figures, you know, uh, men and women, the women being represented uh, in green and with a skirt. Yeah. In shape. This is uh, 16% were female, 84% were male. Uh, and the headline there is one in six were women. Right. <laughs> wow. I mean, you're really, really bending truth and reality 
to to appear the victim there, aren't you? Um, eighty four percent. Yeah. To sixteen, and they're like one in six. What's one the alternative? We yeah, need to right. get that down a little bit. Right. We need to get that to one in ten or sure, something. Sure. Sure. There should be ten times. Well, as many I men guess murdered. few of them. I mean, how many? I mean, most murders are men. That's true. Most murderers are men, and most most uh, and and probably more than one in six murderers is a man. What I'm saying what, is one in, probably more than five in six murderers is a man. Uh, you oh. it's ninety six percent worldwide. Okay. Yeah. So that's more than that's more than five that's, out of that's six. That's a lot. However, women represent half of the population, even more, and uh, f- only sixteen percent of the murder victims by shooting. Seems like they're doing well. Our murder victims, period, here. I'm talking about in New York City now. Yeah. Now, let's talk about worldwide. Like I said, 50-50 in Switzerland. Not that, bad, that's right? That's remarkable. Yeah, it is remarkable. 50-50. You know how, how many murders they, achieve, they had? How did they achieve victim equity? I think it's the neutrality of the country. I think if you just never go to war, then you don't have that. Maybe in it's Switzerland, just, by law, killing. Everyone, every household has to have a gun. By law, every household has to have a gun. I believe so. Hmm. Well, that's extraordinary. And in spite of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the gun violence is uh, is well under control. They had 45 murders in 2016. 45 in the country. The, the country is like the size of New York City population-wise. It's like around 8.5 million. Yeah. 40 fucking five. Oh, they're, they're boasting in, in this little, you know, PDF that I opened up from 2012 yeah. up, of having... Four hundred some odd murders. That's how they're like we we were down this year nineteen percent from two thousand eleven. I mean, it's not that many more, but it's uh it's that's considerably more. That's well, in one city. Yeah. Well, this year we're gonna have less than three hundred. You know, it's it's amazing how it keeps coming down. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they stopped counting some of these uh, extra bodies that they, you know, like the these old ones. I, I'm sure they still do count them. But like, if you were injured years ago and you finally died of something that somehow yeah. could be constru- construed as related to that, now that guy's got to face a murder charge a lot of times. Um, Isn't that well, insane. I guess. I, I mean, think it's nuts. They they still count people as having died from nine eleven. Like if they, they have died. cancer and shit. I think so. Well, that's, I don't want to talk about 9-11. I'm just saying, like, you know, you push a guy down a flight of stairs, uh, and he's injured, and then, you know, like, he, he then he and falls because he's lame years later or something yeah. like that, or, or if it's, uh, something finally happens with his injury that, that well, it's partygoers, look, they were celebrating at this place. I don't think that this was actually at the Banya Catering Hall. Where I was don't it? Th- I don't think that there is a Banya Catering Hall. Why? Because I looked for it, I was wanting, I wanted to find some Yelp reviews, you know, to see what kind of what kind of catering hall they were really dealing with. Is this like a um, and and I think it's a case a, of a Russian place. It's there's a Russian place called Brooklyn Banya. That must be what it is. That's usually but like that's a, a bathhouse. Bath yeah. Exactly. That's Banya what that means is. like bathhouse. Yeah, and so Baths. cost a couple of grand to have a party there. First of all, what's a one year old doing having a party? Second of all, at a catering hall. Well, Russians like they have. Different ways of um, partying. What? It's a one-year-old. Yeah, it's what, a one-year-old birthday party. Well, you know, this happens at Chuck E. Cheese like every other, every like three times a week. Well, I understand. A it's one-year-old not unusual. birthday party, and somebody gets shot. It does happen a lot. It does happen a lot at birthday parties. It happens all the time. Because, Why is that? Well, because there's so much. Okay, there's a lot of um, 
your baby mom is not coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, she is. Oh, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So right. there's all of these, like, f- all this family drama. Like, maybe the mom's ex-boyfriend tools by. And t- maybe some, there could be some, like, sort of, like, the, the paternity of the child is in some sort of midpoint between some, more than one guy. <laughs> there's things like that. There's multiple children, multiple fathers, multiple mothers. There's what what if the guy is? What if the father is mixed up in something illegal? And they go, well, we know where he's going to be that day. His that kid's birthday. I, I, that um, seems almost kind of like unrealistic. Like like that mm-hmm. they would think it through that much. That they like uh, pop him there. You know. You know what? I was in a um. I oh. was I was on a federal jury once for um like drug criminals, and one of the chief witnesses had um. Had fired a gun, had been arrested once, either for bringing a gun or firing a gun at his like two year old's birthday party in Hazelden, Pennsylvania. Okay, so uh, you have an you have an extraordinary memory. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes, I don't. Remember. Sometimes I think you're like verbal Kent from the Usual Suspects, just making shit up as you go. Oh, I was on a federal jury once, and this guy was from <laughs> Hazelden, Pennsylvania. Anyway. <laughs> I could so, be making it up. Yeah, it wouldn't really matter though, would it? Well, if the story goes nowhere, I'll know it's true. <laughs> well, that's the case. No, so I'm just saying, like, this type of thing does happen. And and just just do a Google search. So he was a witness. Yeah. I think he... he Why also, did they bring that up? Because, just because they were trying to impugn his um, testimony. And did it work for you? No, we kind of found uh, the guy guilty anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was on a murder trial once, too. No, that's, that's unusual. You were on a... Oh, I was... Mine was just a drug trial. Oh, mine was a murder trial. You were on a murder trial? And it was ve- and it was one of these things where the guy has, was dating a woman. She had a kid. The The dad's still kind of in the picture, obviously, because the kid's around. I guess the, the dad would try to turn the kid against the new boyfriend. Right. And it would cause problems, yeah. I've done that. <laughs> You've been the new guy? Or the old both. guy that the dad... I've been on both ends. Which one's more satisfying? Let's see, you have a sense of uh, being right when you're the dad. The satisfying thing is to have your ex-wife be pregnant, and then you fuck her while she's eight months pregnant. Yeah, I, I did that, <laughs> and that's why the new her new guy like really doesn't like me very much. Oh, because of course she had to tell him, or did you tell him? I didn't tell him. Did you tweet it? She told him. Yeah, and so why would she tell him? Good question. Well, you know, because she was not going to... Because she hates his fucking guts is why. Mm, I don't she know. She hates his guts. I don't know why she did it, but she did it. She hates men. That would be my guess. Yeah. Ha- Look, either that, hey, maybe she just wanted to be honest, you know. Maybe she felt guilty. I've done that before. I've told on myself, but I didn't think... But I thought I had some deniability, and, and I really... It was a situation where I shouldn't have even been saying anything, come to think of it. Because Honesty is the worst policy. It's... Yes. I was dating a girl, right? I hadn't even met her yet at the time that I'd made these travel plans to go to Hawaii with another girl. Oh. Oh, I, I see. Like, okay, I, can, yeah. I, can, I see where this is going. You're like, okay, listen. I really like you, and I think things could go someplace with us. As soon as I get back from Hawaii. But I'm going to Hawaii with this other girl. <laughs> I didn't tell her about I didn't tell her I was going with a girl because I didn't want her to fucking... Uh, I told her when it was over, figuring, you know, easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. And because I really did like the girl, but I was not going to like not do this. And so I had a great time in Hawaii. And then as soon as I got back to San Francisco, I told her over the phone. (laughs) 
See, it's best not. It's best you shouldn't have told because it was none of her fucking business. Yeah. Don't ask for forgiveness or permission. The reason I told her is because I could foresee it. We had some mutual friends who were on the trip. Oh, okay. You know, and and I just and one of them was a female, and I knew that this was going to be revealed to her. Well, in that sense, sometimes honesty is the best policy. Well, you're trying to get ahead of the story. The funny thing about honesty is the best policy is it doesn't mean like it's good to be honest. It's a good policy. It's like the best way to generally deal with things. Yes. <laughs> it's not 100% of the time. No policies without exceptions. Right. That makes sense. I think this uh, woman was not uh, terribly badly injured. Like I said, inches away from her, from her pussy. And I started thinking about getting shot. So I Googled, uh, you know, something like, how serious is it to get shot in the pussy? Okay. And like I said, it hardly ever happens. There was one story that was the top story. And, of course, a lot of things come came up that I, were way more unpleasant, you know? Uh, no doubt. Like there was a story uh, by, by a woman who was talking about going to a vagina, like, spa. It was called a vagina spa here in Manhattan. And they they give you uh, treat steam your vagina and stuff yeah, like oh it was just great. it was awful to hear about it really was, it was I, I I did read a lot of the article just to see how steam bad it was it? they steam it they uh they they put it on a, a clothesline I guess you know to, to give it a natural air dry they had a shot that they give you that is called the O booster shot or something the O is for orgasm and it's supposed to resensitize your lazy dry old puss. Because you lose some sensation apparently after menopause. So what's the shot? It's plasma. It's it's your own plasma separated. From, it's the same thing they do to women's faces, I think. Oh, I see. It's not okay. Botox, but it's like uh, you know Novocaine. <laughs> it's to restore sensation. And uh, the lady had it. Uh, the writing the article, she got the O shot. Great. And she said that her sex, you know, she had a lot more. I think it's you know what I think it is. I I don't think it's real. Doesn't Mandy do this kind of journalism from time to time? Well, she used to more. Okay. And now she doesn't. You know, she used to do those stunts. Like, she went to Vegas to, to meet and, and, and have a date or whatever with the first male prostitute. Oh, okay. They, they called him the prostitute. He uh, was apparently very submissive. Maybe that's what women want. It, it was, she wasn't into it. They took a naked shower, but they didn't have sex. Well, so, you know, that he had the, the naked shower. The point is, the rest, and then there was one about a shooting pain. I have a shooting pain in my rectum and, and, and vagina. I'm like, okay, only the top story here. Now, I have to bring this up, and I don't want to be accused of covering stories that are not in New York City on this show, because I'm, I'm not. This is parenthetical to yeah, yeah, and an no, explanation of <laughs> You get so impatient so quickly. Me? Yes. So yawning and your attitude. I didn't sucks. yawn. Do you need a break? No, no, I'm enjoying. I said, yeah, no, I get. Chair I with get. a back. Would you like a chair no, with no, a back? No, no, that would that would help a lot. It like, probably would. It's, it's a very. Uh, we're gonna rig you up a chair. No, 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 I'm no. Good. I, I'll be right back. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. This is Shalane McCray. You're listening to New York City Crime. I, it's probably not the nicest thing to say about, you know, about your, your wife, wife. But like, I'm very your very, help meet, help meet. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Oh, help mate, help meet. And you're saying help is it? But that's the play. Is it help mate? Help no, no, meet? no. It's spelled help meet. What does that mean? Like 
someone like your like a right. wife or somebody who's there like assisting you like your help meet yeah look it up like m e a t m e e t oh help meet well i'm not so sure i think that uh the russian bathhouse is uh what that they beat you with limbs and shit i understand that's one of the things they do they well, have a limb a beat a limb beating uh well they have they'll, they'll take like oak leaves and um smack you with them sounds like uh or eucalyptus, maybe? It's a, it's a, it sounds very comical. It seems like a very comical, stupid way to spend your time. You've never been to one of these places? No, I haven't. I probably will never do it. I've done it a couple of times. Like the one on 10th Street, the baths over there. Yeah? Isn't that... I, I thought that was just where gay guys meet up. No, no, it's not gay at all. I mean... Uh, not at all? It's pretty gay, but it's not like... <laughs> Mandy's gone and done that stuff. I guess it's co-ed. It's co-ed. I mean, I don't really like going on the co-ed days because then you have to have like your bathing. Yeah, everybody's in bathing suits, and it's the, the frankly the 10th Street baths. It's like over a hundred years old. It's like gross. It's I can't imagine a scenario in which it could not not be gross. It's like think about how think about a New York City brownstone and how moldy and stinky they get just from people living in them and cooking and stuff forget about having pools of water and saunas and uh right stinky old hasidic guys running around and that's the big problem right i mean there. the night it is nice because then you can go up on the roof like you do your baths and then you go up on the roof and they um you can like have Drinks and eat fish and stuff like that. Eat drinks and... Uh, you can have, have drinks and eat fish or have, have snacks. Have drinks and eat fish. You have drinks, eat fish. <laughs> That's... <laughs> it's like you pray love. Eat, play, eat... Yeah, right. You have and drinks, then I've eat been to fish. The one, there's like a big Korean spa. I think they're getting kind of more popular now. I, I went when it first opened. There was one in New Jersey. Um, It's all right. Like, I... I I know this guy who's like super into them. I know a bunch of people who are into them. I'm not super into them, like going and yeah. lounging around naked. The, those friends these... of yours are homosexuals. I'm telling you, there's no reason to do that if you're not gay. That's um, a gay yeah, but ass thing to do. These aren't the places where the gay. This is like what like this, it's adjacent to that though. It's gay adjacent. It's gay adjacent. Now, I'm I mean, a... honestly, the guy I went with, he he is. I mean, he has beautiful girlfriends and wives and stuff, but he he does seem a little gay. He has he has beautiful girlfriends and wives. Yeah, and then it was mostly Korean people. And the funny thing in the in the men area, they had this little tray, and it had like a nail clipper, like a like tied to it, so you could like clip your toenails and put the toenail clippings into the. So all these like Korean guys sitting there naked, like clipping their toenails. Oh Christ, that's just the last <laughs> place I want to be, ever. Ugh. And then eating bibimbap. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a story from uh, August of this past year, just a couple of months ago. I, this is the kind of thing that I would have thought I would have heard about. This is from The Telegraph. I'm going to read you the story as it's, as it's written. A man who caused life-changing injuries to the genital area of his female lover after a sexual fantasy went catastrophically wrong has been jailed for a decade. Good Lord, what did he do? Well, what was, what was his, this fetish? 47-year-old David Jeffers, he fled from Manchester Hotel, leaving his partner dying on a bed. Oh, no. After a loaded shotgun, which was inserted into her vagina, was mistakenly fired. What? That's horrible. Why, what kind it, of, like, why? It's a rare fetish, isn't it? I, I mean, I've, I've never heard that before. 
it takes a lot to make her come, you know. <laughs> well, it sounds like it was his fetish. No, it wasn't. It was hers. Oh, this was her fetish? This she is wanted her to fetish, have a shotgun yeah. put in her... Well, how did we know this? I mean, this is just what he's saying. From now. text messages. She's not dead. Oh. oh, she didn't die? She didn't die. Believe it or not, did not die. That's the 46-year-old victim who cannot be named for legal reasons had informed her partner of her sexual desires via text message a few days prior to the incident, which left her with life-changing injuries to her bladder and female reproductive organs, with one message saying... I can't sleep. So excited to have. Did she want the gun to go off? Or she just no, no. That I think that was extra. <laughs> that's extra. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what she said when it went off. She's like, "That's extra." The victim, who worked as a manager in Stockport, Greater Manchester, had arranged and paid for Jeffers to stay with her at the Britannia Hotel, Britannia, on the evening of January thirtieth. Uh, where the couple consumed drink and drugs before engaging in sexual activity. And, and all she wanted was to have a shotgun put inside her? She was so excited about it, she couldn't sleep. Shotgun? She was so excited about having a shotgun in her pussy. It was like kids going to Disney World. Uh, okay. Sometime after, uh, Jeffers inserted the loaded shotgun, which he claims to have found in the toilet of the Weatherspoons pub at Leeds train station into her genital area where it is agreed his hand was on the trigger at the time it went off. He found it in the toilet. Yeah, okay. That doesn't sound like very plausible to I'm me. I'm sure that he didn't mention that. That I to found her. Yeah. Before I put this in. Well, they're strict this, in England. No, it's very, guns. very, very, very dangerous here. But uh, aside from that, it's also a little germy. Why not take the shells out of the gun? Yeah, I mean, why not, you know, so many things. Like, not do this. Yeah. No matter how much of a fantasy it is. Yeah, but the shells, that would solve the whole problem. Yeah. I mean, but you even if you do it with, with without the shell, with an unloaded shotgun, there's zero, basically zero risk. You know, but they always say, always treat it like it's loaded. Yeah. That was always the rule at my house, too, with my dad. Yeah. We always acted like, treat him as, he's, as if he's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> but he... It's a good rule. He accidentally, yeah, exactly. It is a good rule because you know he, that means even if the shells are out, you're you're still going to be like it, it's 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 no small thing to put a gun barrel into a woman's vagina. And I guess she, uh, I don't care how much a woman wanted me to do that. I don't think I would do it. I think I would just say, you know what, I'm not the guy for you. Uh, or like, hold on, I got to go uh, get my uh, anything. And then leave. Leave. Yeah. You know, I couldn't do it. I just don't think I, I mean, would want to do that. I don't that. think it would be such a big deal if the gun's not loaded. You don't ever. You can't ever be sure. You, usually, what happens there with is a like shotgun. You can pretty much be sure. Obviously, you could. You, you could pretty much be sure with anything if you just follow the correct steps. I mean, right. you can unload a gun. You know, it's it's actually good for a twenty-two to dry fire it if it's a revolver. You know, that's, really, it's actually good for the gun. Yeah, and so. You can sit there, you know, just dry fire. Dry fire. And it's and good fire. if you dry fire it into your mouth. Yeah. Just to make sure. <laughs> yes. Now, this is how convinced I am that this thing is not loaded. That's It's it's not a good habit to get into. I was always hey, told if, you're not supposed to dry fire guns. Yeah, I know. That's that's why I say it as if it's unusual because it, with the, you know, like a twenty two revolver, I'm told, and now I don't know if it's all of them, this is something that, that was demonstrated for me. Now, uh, this guy... During a game of Russian roulette. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted to dry fire that. He's, it is agreed his hand was on the trigger at the time it went off. Uh, so, you know, maybe he had his hand on the trigger. I don't think this guy intended to shoot this woman. You know? I mean, if he did, 
he has the best, the most plausible you know, defense ever, you know? I, I, I think that he should have just hung around, but he left. He took off out the back door right. and left, and he went back to Leeds. He should have hung out. That's the way I look at it. If he would have hung out, he'd have been fine. I don't know if he'd have been fine. I'm just worried about the guy who left his shotgun in the toilet. Yeah. You know, here's the thing about it. They they found out, I think it came from his uh, sister or something like that, or he had to obtain the gun. There was uh, there was some talk about obtaining a gun. It wasn't as if he actually found it. In. When they up. say they found it in the toilet, what I visualize is actually in the toilet itself. But this is an English paper. They probably call the bathroom the, the toilet. Bathroom, right. So uh, when an employee of the hotel went up upstairs, because he did call, he said, hey, a woman's been shot here, and then he ran off. I mean, they obviously know his name. Uh In horror, as his victim lay naked on the bed, Jeffers dressed himself and fled the hotel via rear exit after phoning reception, informing a manager that a, that a female had been shot before making his way to Piccadilly train station. I wonder if he said to her after he shot her in the vagina, um, well, okay, you've gotten off. Uh-huh. Um, do you mind taking care of me? <laughs> Man. How am I supposed to fuck this thing now? How about, can you just give me a hand job? It's definitely going to be at least a hand job. Because, yeah, she sucks you off. She's going to end up biting down from the pain. Right, right. Her, and it's, this guy just ran away. Uh, an employee of the hotel went upstairs. He found uh, the room shared by the couple. The victim was heard to say, I am in agony. I'm going to die. She's rushed to Manchester Royal Infirmary with multiple gunshot pellets in the abdomen, received significant trauma injuries. Uh, she received emergency surgery, saved her life. Recovering, et cetera, et cetera. And you see, here's what she said in the hospital. She informed medical staff of the traumatic experience, explained that Jeffers was a bad man, a quote, bad man that tried to blow her insides out. I don't, yeah. how can you say, it's obviously an accident. And like, say he's got his hand on the trigger and she just jerks, you know what I mean? And like, it's, if he had his finger on the trigger, you know, he didn't say, he doesn't say, well, it's agreed he pulled the trigger. It's agreed that like, you know, the gun went off. It's, I think it was. I think it was an accident. I don't think this guy was trying to shoot this woman in the fucking in the cunt. Why would you do that? Why would you like have Maybe drinks? Maybe he didn't and know it was loaded, and he was just like, "Chick." Maybe. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, like, it was. We say shotgun. It wasn't like like a like a full rifle. It was more like a little riot gun. Uh, it, it looked like uh, it's described by both the victim and defendant as some sort of uh, some form of shotgun. Uh, weapon capable of discharging shots in appearance looked like a small handgun or musket of some well, form. Well, maybe it was sawn off. Maybe, but a small handgun. It says a small handgun or musket of some form. That's like a really odd description. It's a shotgun that looks like a small handgun or, or kind a of musket. A, or a <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a blunderbuss. Yeah, this thing. What what wouldn't it do? Uh, that that story is the only one that I found of a woman. Getting shot in the pussy. Now, here's something interesting about Kensington, if you're interested. Yep. Uh, Evelyn Kozak, is, it's the home of her, and uh, she was born in 1899. What? She didn't die until until 2013. Wow. An American, she's what they call a super centenarian. Yeah, like over 110. Yeah, like way up there. She was the world's oldest living Jew until her death at the age of 113 years. Then she was the oldest dead Jew. Uh, 113 years, 301 days. She also had the oldest verified 
she was also the oldest verified Jew in history. Verified Jew. Okay. How do you become a verified Jew? Ask Judy Gold. <laughs> I miss Jew. I missed you too. Eighty-three days. Uh, the the old record was uh, Adelaide Kirkenbaum of uh, one hundred thirteen years, eighty-three days. Mm. So uh, old people live there. Very old she was. Uh, she this, actually. This was where the place where the. Sit, yeah, exactly in Kensington. Yeah, where oh in near, Kensington, uh, Brooklyn, okay. right, Coney Island Avenue, uh, where uh, which is a dead dead center of Brooklyn, pretty much. Yep, and this right, uh, right, right in the pussy of Brooklyn. Right. <laughs> well, I guess you you made that joke earlier. Yes, right in the Sorry. pussy. This something about this old Jew. <laughs> I wanted to say, she managed. She lived in Miami for many years. Managed a hotel. Yeah, that, and then she retired to Brooklyn. That's, and then she that's well, backwards. Well, she didn't retire there. She was born there, and then she but she did go from Miami to Pittsburgh, where she lived from the age of ninety on. She probably thought, "I'm going to be dead soon," and then lived another twenty three years. years. Yeah, how about that? World's oldest Jew. If anybody ever asks you, she's not anymore, but uh, she was there for a minute. Well, all that happened at this thing, guy dropped his gun. Now that's what I don't understand. Uh, you say now that they're now that I know that they're Russian, most likely they seem to be Russian. Yeah, it's a Russian neighborhood, I guess, yeah. maybe an area. Then, uh, it, it's it kind of makes. I never go to a one-year-old's birthday party, okay, without being strapped. You know, what I mean, I oh, got, yeah. I got I gotta have my gun on me for for some shit like that. Something's gonna go down. Uh, and plus the kids like to play with it, and you know, well, especially at a at a one-year-old's. I mean, because once you're one is the age at which you first get a gun. Yeah, it's, it's when you fall in love with guns, <laughs> at least. That was the old days. They, they've it's five, six years old yeah, now. Yeah. These kids are. I guess the guy is a Russian uh, gangster or some sort. Something. Like he that. might. I don't know if he even dropped his gun. Maybe he dropped his gun. He was probably out. He had it twirling around or something. You know, right. he was like, "Oh, I was taking off my coat and dropped my gun." Well, that's okay. I, I can see you've had it with this story. I, I don't know. It's really good, it's, there's not that much to say about well, it. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, it's just that like uh, this woman. We've already covered her almost getting shot in the pussy, so that's done. Yeah, and consensual sex there. I find that so fascinating that a woman actually was so excited to have a shotgun in her pussy. I assume she had doesn't do it normally because why would she be so? Yeah, you know, it's not a typical night for her. She's so excited she can't sleep, and then I, I think I, I, I now know she's in so much pain she can't sleep. I know a woman who's actually done that. You do? Yeah. How, okay. Is she a prostitute? Something like that. Oh, I see. And and have you had sex with this woman? No. Okay. And uh, not. But one time she said, "Oh yes, there's there's photographs out there somewhere of me with a a gun in that position." <laughs> well, they found this woman on her on her stomach. So I assume it was a it were a rear entry. Oh, I see. I, which is not how I initially imagined. No, it that's at all. not how I imagined it. No, either. I imagined her being on her back, all laid back. You know, like yeah, okay. I mean, that's how I pictured it. Too. But it turns out, if she was on her stomach, I don't. I mean, maybe she turned over. Who knows? Who knows? She was blown away. I mean, that guy, that guy shot that woman in the pussy, uh, and it was in England. How about that? Where they don't have where gun violence is. Very rare. rare, yeah. Very, very rare because you know, strict. I, I see forty-five murders or something like that. I go, on the one hand, I go, all right, that's great, and the murder victims being fifty-fifty, that's great. But I also think, what kind of men do you have over there? <laughs> you know what I mean, that's not true. It's it's it, it's just a feeling more than anything because it's you know not what logical. What kind of men they have over there? Swiss, right? 
Yeah, that's and the they, difference. Uh, and and uh, they also have a lot of foreigners there. Over fifty percent of those were committed by foreigners. Well, there you go. Yeah, that, that that pretty much answers my question. Now, what's the one thing everybody does but no one knows how? The answer: die. Uh, in the United States, the average life expectancy is seventy-eight point eight eight years. And it sounds like a long time until you spend several consecutive weeks thinking about it. And if there's anybody out there listening who is 78.88 years old, I want to say this, because you've earned it, a hearty congratulations on your excellent taste in podcasts. Now, those who listen to this show truly are better than other people. You know what? Years are not good for measuring time. That's I, I conclude that. First of all, not every year is the same. How much... How much longer was 2016 than every other year you've ever had? Months are deceptive. May, June, July, they shoot by. January, February, and March, it's a crawl. That's Black Hitler month. Yeah. Or, or say I'm taking a trip overseas. Say, you know, and, and it sneaks up on you. Two days before my trip, I realized not only did I forget to book my hotel room, I haven't started learning French yet, but a day, you can almost understand, right? So you have a little control over a day. If you want to have a long day, do a series of things that always take too long you know like go to the gym post office call your family you know i think it was t.s Eliot who said we rule through our days as nearsighted emperors self-bedazzled never glimpsing the expanse of the empire of our lives while years slip across our borders under cover of night like mexicans to take unlawful residence in the kingdom of our past that's beautiful, isn't it? It's wonderful. You, of the early 20th century poets, he's considered to be uh, one of the more, more pro-wall. I'm sure he would have been. Uh, Seth, uh, you know, do you know where the U.S. ranks worldwide in terms of life expectancy? I think you might be surprised. I don't know, in the top top 20. You would think top 20. Yeah. It, it, it's not. It's 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 behind Israel, Slovenia, Puerto Rico, Cuba, South Korea, Iceland, behind a lot Puerto of other Rico. countries. Yeah. Uh, right above Lebanon, uh, 43 Number 43 in life expectancy. Number huh. one's number one's Hong Kong. It goes Hong Kong, Japan, Italy. People live a long time in Italy. Wonder why. Switzerland, uh, Singapore, Iceland, Spain, Australia, Israel, and Sweden. I can see why Hong Kong and Japan, because they have the fish diet. You know, they eat a lot of fish. Well, Italy has the Mediterranean diet with all the olive oil. And that's supposed to be the best for you, right? Now, Switzerland, people live a long time there. They're not killing each other. So that that probably ups the life expectancy quite a bit. Because they have the, ro- the, the the rusty diet. The what is that? That's like they eat the worst stuff. Don't, oh. Rusty. It's like basically just like um, fried potatoes. Yes, exactly. Shit like that Vikings tons of eat. Butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they also like to eat, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Fondue. Oh, fondue. And, and, and fondue is not something I think of as being healthy. It's either you're dipping it in cheese or chocolate. Well, yeah, it's just like it's like melted Swiss cheese. And they'll eat that. I think so. And they'll eat it for like a meal, like a regular thing. I guess. There was a fondue place. But you know, that's where my fucking, there was a chicken, the chicken tried to murder me. She went afterwards and got a, she wasn't even supposed to be working. She started working at a fucking fondue place. There's a fondue place near where my dad lives in Miami that seems really funny. Yeah. Do you go oh, to the that? Melting Pot? You, you, no, I've never it's been It's Melting there. Pot. That's the name of the chain. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, a chain of a fondue chain. It seems very like 70s to me that it's still there. I mean, I think that's when fondue got kind of popular in the It seems US. like the kind of thing you're supposed to do with, uh, like, you know, uh, several other couples and you sit on the floor and you're barefoot. And then after the fondue, you, you all start all swinging. Have sex, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, in the United States, uh, we have on average uh, 28,781 days. 700, excuse me, 791 days. 28,791 days, which... Uh, That's our life expectancy? Yes, in, in the United States. I, it, it sounds good, again, but until I realized I've already lived 17,325 of those days. Mm. Those are behind me. That means I have only, you know, on average, another 10,000 days or so. Well, you know, 10,000 days, again, that's... They kind of get worse from this point on, don't they? My best days are behind me, by and large. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I For me, it's different. I, I'm better now. I, I, I get better with age. I get better. I get better at everything. I'm smarter. The only thing, I don't, I don't fuck better, maybe. I think I right. peaked with fucking about... Probably just before I met my wife. Yeah, I think that that was. I think that was why that's, the impulse that's what struck I told me. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be. That just means, Jesus. I, every other woman I ever fucked kind of liked it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't always like this. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I used to try a little more. And I don't know. There's a more. There's a different kind of interest when you do. She's always going to be there. Ah, fuck. That's the thing about being married. You know. I mean, like you better be with somebody you really fucking like. Oh, definitely. You gotta really fucking like them because, like, you're just going, man. You know, one sexual personality forever, forever. Well, you know, they say love is finding another individual inexhaustible. In- inexhaustible, right? Love to me is a a very uh, it's a temporal thing. You know, being in love is a temporal thing. Truly loving somebody, maybe I don't know what I don't want to get into all this love shit, but I will say this. When you fall in love with somebody, it could be almost anybody. I've fallen in love with insane women. You yeah. know why? They're fun. They are. That's the funny thing about it. Yeah. How do they get? They're well, so. If you're fun. kind of a depressive sort, then it's nice to be around some crazy people because they they kind of buoy you up with all of their excess energy. Yeah. It's not even just the sex. No, no, no. It's just everything. Oh, yeah, crazy winter fan, crazy wild kind of bed and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also they want to go do shit. You ever notice how when you're talking to like a, like a woman that you want to fuck and she wants to fuck you? Like, it's such a pleasure to fucking... You could talk to that person a lot, usually. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. And And those are the conversations that uh, you have to spot your wife having. Teach her a lesson when you get home, you know, break out the shotgun, stick it right in her. Well, that's that's a twist. Really taking things to a new level. If I don't like the way she talks to a man, I will fire a gun into her butt. That's really That's the policy. That's That's rude. It's (laughs) heavy-handed. I'll say. You know, you got to have a deterrent in place. Yeah, we don't know if we're going to get all those days. But like we said, about the days, a lot of these days go... You know how many days I spent going to school? 3,240. And that's not even counting. That's just high school. Not even counting the time I spent in college. So add another 90 days to that. Okay. You know? And then 2,555 days. And I didn't like school, by the way. I didn't. I didn't. When I think about being in school now, it I get angry just fucking thinking about it. Sure, sure. It's, in, it's enraging to think about being in a place... Where you have, where your status is so fucking low. Right. You can't even get up and leave the fucking room. No, you can't, you can't pee unless you're given permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like jail. You know, that, it's shit like that that I think really fucks everything up. Yeah. That, that they should let kids piss. Wait, wait, 3,000, uh, 3,240 days going to fucking school. Like, I'm going to urinate. 
2,555 days, I was married to women that I would later divorce. One I despised, and I recommend it if you want marathon days. Because a marathon is a good analogy for a bad marriage. Because imagine you're running a marathon, you know, and, and if you've ever been in a bad marriage, you'll see what I mean. The thoughts you have are the same for both. You're thinking, this is the worst thing I've ever done. This is so obviously not for me. Why did I even sign up for this? There's no way I'm going to finish. And even if I did, so what? <laughs> I'll be dead. Nobody cares. But in marathons, like the marathoner talks about, they hit the you hit the wall like at mile 18 or so. Right. And then you break through the wall and it's just all... And, like, you can just run forever. Yeah. That's when you're on your deathbed, I think. <laughs> you break through the wall. Uh, would you like to uh, live forever? It's not, it sounds like an offer or something, but I, I, oh. I can't really help you. But Would, would, would you, I like would you, to live forever? Yeah, the idea of living forever, does that appeal to you? Well. Some people don't feel that way. Well, you know what? I I wouldn't want to make the mistake of Tythonus from mythology because he was offered eternal life, which he accepted, but he forgot to ask for eternal youth. Oh, God. So then he just lived, and he just got more and more decrepit. And Well, he's still around. He's still around. Somewhere. I, um, think, I think that guy hangs out down at the, <laughs> the 18th Street Station. <laughs> he's always got a blanket. Right? Even in the summer, he's covered with a blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no... I mean, how decrepit can a body get? That's I guess well, that's the imagination that kicks like in place. Right? Have you ever seen like a? Uh, you ever left like a tomato in the refrigerator for six months? Oh yeah, of course. It gets all desiccated. The climate in in Greece, you know, is like he he just kept on. Well, I don't know. There's a there's a Tennyson poem. I need an illustration of this guy. There's a Tennyson poem. Are there pictures? Kind of, no, but he kind of describes himself. Uh, oh, he describes himself well, through Tennyson. Well, I don't know, not so much. But Can you quote some of that? <laughs> I bet you can. The woods decay, the woods decay and fall, blah, blah, blah. Only I, I. Think that I yeah, shall yeah. never see. And then he's, th- that's all I remember, really, of the poem, that beginning part. How was that guy, whoever wrote that fucking tree poem, how was he ever the fucking poet laureate? Joyce Kilmer? I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree, a tree that da 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 da. Whose hungry mouth is pressed against the sweet earth's flowing breast. Oh, you really know it. I know that much. I know it up to the breast part. Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. And then he starts going down on her from the breast. I kind of like that poem. I don't like the rhyming scheme to be that fucking you know ABC. The opening line. I think that I shall never see. A poem lovely as a tree. I think that I tree. shall never, see? Well. A poem's lovely as a tree, see? If Edward G. Robinson read it, that would be a good poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I was thinking about it. And I would want to live forever, but I would. I imagine that sometime before I die, someone is going to devise an eternal life process. And here's how it works. Your body gets old. You know, you're closing in on death, so you go to some place. I don't know, like a hospital. Yep. Or an evil lair. And there's a team of like eternal life specialists and they have a f- they get fluid DNA from you, right? A okay. Sample. And then they take that DNA and they have this like big computer and they take your DNA and they, they found a way to kind of squirt it onto the internet mm-hmm. and then you live there. I think people do that already. Well, <laughs> Like like your genetic material, oh, I see, I would see. somehow be through contact with the internet. It becomes some kind of an animated consciousness, you know. Yes. And then you just live forever there with like access to everything, like everything that exists. Streaming movies, uh, 
Game of Thrones. Like you read your friend's personal emails. You, uh, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. You spend eternity online, just a fully conscious without a care. And finally, an opportunity to check out that porn you've been putting off. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like in our earthly lives, we can look at porn, but you know, it's just so rushed. When do you really take time? Yeah, I'm just going to really I'm gonna, get into I'm the I'm not going to fast forward here at all. You can really take your time. Spirit jacking to your heart's content. That would be a great... People would be dying to go there. Oh, sure. To get squirted onto the internet. I I, I, would, I would trade it for my I think all kind, life now. I think this is kind of the fantasy of like technology. This is what everybody's looking forward to. It, it could happen, right? I think that the internet might be the new heaven. Well, that's what like Ray Kurzweil and all these like futurists and techno types... Well, this is fantasize about. I may assure you that 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 this is uh, parallel thinking and not something. <laughs> as, I, as you know, I don't read books. No, but you're in a way we're already living that type of life. We're all sort of wired into the the hive mind and absorbing these you know these these memes. This isn't Tron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm imagining something more like Tron. Okay. Tanks and shit. I wouldn't want to just live forever. That's for sure. Like, like in in my current body, it's just it's not. I mean, that's not even realistic. Uh, the the point of all this is that we're all going to die, and our days are numbered, and and, and we really don't know uh, when it's all going to stop. That's what's right. The most, what's the most valuable possession we have is our time. That's the most valuable thing to a human being. That is that's something that's so easy to lose sight of. You know. Yeah. That that's why I try to like always edit these slow periods out of the podcast. <laughs> Because I value the time of the listener. I really do. Do you? Yes. You hear the conversation that we actually have versus the conversation that comes. It's, it's so much better. How much time do you take, like, out of an hour, do you snip out, like, eight minutes? Maybe. Wow. In reality, th- th- these podcasts take hours to do. I mean, we've been sitting here for three days. <laughs> and we uh, are slow, stupid old men who, uh, I'm, I'm speaking for myself. No, you're speaking for both of us. I, I, and, and that's amazing. And so when, when I listen to the podcast, I'm not nearly as funny and bright as I like to think I am. You said all those things. I just said them. It took me a lot longer. There's a whole timing issue. So if our most valuable possession is time, what's our second most valuable? What's the most the second most valuable thing that you can have? And I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's closely related to time. It's high-end watches. Sure, sure, definitely. Right across town from... Uh, from where we were the other night right. at West uh, West Side Comedy Club, uh, there was a, an armed time bandit. He made off with $700,000 worth of precision time pieces. $700,000 muffa dollars uh, of watches. It was Madison Avenue near 67th Street at the A. Lang and Son shop. And it's, uh, it's, it's not A. Lang and Son, it's S O H N E. Son. 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 So, so, so does that mean son in another language? No, I don't think so. What does it mean? Is that a name? It's probably a name. Well, the target of the, uh, the target of a gunman is what it was. Strode right up to the fancy pants store. Black baseball hat, gray hoodie. Now, when you go to buy a watch, what would you wear? Probably like my hoodie. Yeah. Baseball cap. Baseball cap. Well, a, a worker buzzed him in. Probably, I figured the guy thought he was Leonardo DiCaprio. Sure. Well, you're not allowed to, uh, you know. Discriminate? Right. Not at all? Well, maybe a little bit. I mean, if you got a hammer, this motherfucker, this crook. For first thing he did, he brought a silver pistol. He had a silver pistol. He told everybody. I like it when they give that detail, when they call it a silver pistol. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that gives you an idea of the color. 
the color of the man? Of the gun. Oh, of the gun, yeah. It seems like a white guy crime. Okay. Uh, these smash and grabs, because that's what happened. He told everyone to make like uh, cryptorchidism. Make like cryptorchidism in a dog and drop. Hmm. And he bent all the way to the floor, not not uh, not like uh, not the dogs that they don't ever do that. In puppies, cryptorchidism is when the balls descend into the scrotum, and I it's 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 sort of that new favorite word. It seems like a spelling bee kind of word, because I could read it off the page and spell it exactly as it is, and it's still wrong the first four times. Cryptorchidism. Can you spell it? C r y p t o r c h i d i s m. Yes, you fucking Indian. <laughs> Shit, is that? How'd you do that? Oh, I have memorized every word, sir. <laughs> well, that's when the balls descend. It usually happens around two months until their testicles have settled into the final scrotal position. For humans, of course, it's different. About 97% of babies are born with their testicles already in their scrotum. However, they don't settle into the final scrotal position until well into middle age and beyond. Yes. We'll experience that. Well, one day. And they don't drop to the floor. I I did have uh, an older relative who used to tell me stories of uh, of testicles uh, dangling into the toilet water when he would sit down on the toilet. Come on. Yeah. That's how bad it gets. That's what we have to look forward to. <laughs> they make special toilets, I understand, that, that sit a little higher up. Oh. And uh, th- those are for old people who don't want their balls to get wet. <laughs> I don't know why they would want that. Why, why would you want it? But why would you bother? You know yeah, what I, mean? I guess. I I don't want to brush it up against a turd, but you know. Well, I think that's the problem. Yeah. Well, I got this long dick that's already fucking. It's a whole issue. Oh my god. It, it's a big problem. It's a, it's, I, a, it's, I, an, it's it's annoying, right? It's why I can't poop anywhere in public. I have to do it Just at in home. the shower and, and at home. I do it in the sink. I, I, in I, the I, kitchen I, sink. I, I, <laughs> if I have to wait too long, I will piss in the fucking sink. I'm living with a woman who doesn't mind if I piss in the sink. Not only does she not mind it. I, I, she prefers it? She prefers it. <laughs> <laughs> she encourages it. The only problem with pissing if it's in the da- sink... If, if it's down to either me pissing in the sink or her hurrying a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only problem with pissing in the sink is that it can kind of... Um, I don't know when we get a regular thing. Some urine gets caught in the trap and then it, it starts to smell out. Oh, yeah. Know. I'm talking about occasionally. I used to do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. You ever piss into something because... You know, like a bottle or something like that. Cause you, you know, just, I've done it. Yeah, well, I pissed into some bottles, and uh, I was I was not as fast throwing them away as I should have been to. Cause I drank a lot of fluids. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. And I'd be like, I'll oh, get that later. And then uh, next thing you know, get a whole bunch of bottles of piss. And, then, and <coughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot worse to empty, say, thirteen, fourteen <laughs> bottles of piss. <laughs> I'll say. What does this have to do with cryptorchidism is what you're wondering? No. Well, I, this 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 podcast sucks. <laughs> no, I think it's good. Yeah. Well, you know. It'll be good. Uh, cryptorchidism means the opposite for people as, as, as dogs. Did you know that? No. It means a baby born is born without testicles, and it occurs in 3% of full term and uh, and. 30% of very premature newborn boys. Well, that's and not of that surprising. It's way more common in females. Yeah, it happens like 100% of them. Yeah, 100% of, of females born without testicles. It's, it's cryptorchidism. Very, very, very common. It's distinct from uh, monarchism. That's the condition of having only one testicle, and that can occur in one or both sides. It, it's most, it most commonly affects the right. 
Usually, huh. if you're if you're born with only one testicle, it's uh, the left. I didn't know that. A testes uh, absent from the normal scrotal position may be anywhere along the path of descent from high in the posterior abdomen, uh, just uh, below the kidney. Anything kid. having to do with testes and like it just really um, it makes me feel kind of like sick and. Make, um, I think I know how you feel. Like the idea, like you hear about people who who are into um, having themselves kicked there or, you know, tortured. Anything having to do with that just makes me like kind of very squeamish. Uh, David Sedaris said something about he, he's uh, his his sister Amy. You know, yes. liked to watch videos of uh, women in stilettos smashing scrotums. I've seen them. those, and it's the most horrible thing in the world. How could what what amount of money are they paying these guys? I mean, I, they, think, they, I think these guys are probably paying for the privilege. <laughs> That's I the suspect. Sick, that's the sick part. <laughs> that is the sick part. It's yeah. not a nice thought. I think I would chicken out. Like, you could do it, but you can't film it. Do you I suppose Amy hurt. Sedaris is, like, a lesbian? What is her sexuality? Like, David Sedaris is gay, and he's just upfront about that. Yeah, yeah, he's gay. Yeah. And, and and Amy is... Uh, Amy Sedaris know. is really into, like, rabbits. <laughs> like... She like keeps rabbits, and she's really into. Does she really real yeah. rabbit? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, that you know that's funny because a rabbit is such a fucking prurient kind of an animal. They love to fuck. Well, I just, I mean, maybe she does too. I just don't know who it is. Yeah, she's managed to be very private about it. Isn't she? That, uh, I've never met her in person. I'm sure you have. Why would I have met her? I don't know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you fucking met Tom Wolf. Well, that was just like at a dinner. Yeah. You have dinner every night. That's true. I figure you have a, probably had dinner with a different author, actor, celebrity every no, night. No, 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 no. Ran into Tom I don't Wolf. know anybody. Well, what happened next with the smash and grab? That's what you want to know. Because we, yeah, yeah, we haven't gotten yeah. any smashing and grabbing yet. He told everybody to like get on the floor. They did. He told the guy, open up the thing. Open up the fucking case. Right. Because right? it, it ended up being a, what they call a smash and grab eventually. Uh, the bandit, he was in his 50s. The bandit, in his 50s, demanded an employee open some display cases, but that worker became, quote, nervous and fumbled with the keys. The impatient robber then pulled out a metal object and smashed one of the cases, according to police. Now, for smashing a glass case, you can't beat a metal object. I mean, that's the, that's some, the best way to do it. Some people like a wooden, you're purist, you know, I mean, like, they, they, it makes a nice cracking sound, you know, instead of that ding. But uh, I was reading the Wikipedia entry for Smash and Grab. And this is what it says. Smash and grab is a particular form of burglary. It involves smashing a barrier, usually a display window in a shop or a showcase, grabbing valuables, and making a quick getaway without concern for setting off alarms or creating noise. That's okay. very, that's very well described, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and it says it's particularly where the streets are poorly lit or unobserved, like Madison Avenue at 1130 a.m. No, no, it's very crowded, though. It's, it's, oh, and it's bright as well, 1130 a.m. This lone, lone wolf smash and grab specialist. A lot of balls to do a smash and grab. Definitely. Probably, what a rush it must be. It said the perpetrators can range in experience from experienced thieves to impulsive vandals. I would say this guy probably didn't do this on impulse. Uh, I don't know what leads me to that conclusion. No, it sounds like he, I mean, he had his gun, he had his hammer. Right, metal objects, yeah. And he went he, to the place, he got his hoodie on. Yeah, he was all set. Uh, the article also uh, notes that... Um, in the, I'm talking about the Wikipedia article on Smash and Grab. It says the greatest cost of Smash and Grab raids can often be in replacing the windows or walls, which can sometimes far exceed the cost of the goods that are stolen. I doubt that's the case in this case. 
Right. He he wasn't doing this at a um, at a uh, bowling alley. And smashing and grabbing, like, the plastic rings and stuff? Definitely not the case here. Unless that case was worth more than the watches inside the case, in which case the watches shouldn't be in the case. The case should be in a case. And leave the watches out of the case, just in case some robber comes in to case the place. Sees the watches in the case, he might smash the case to get those watches. If you don't watch them, you know who's going to be angry about this? It's the people who were at the show. I was thinking that. <laughs> Anthony Lohman is going to be like, what the fuck, dude? We already heard this shit. Yeah. Uh, in case we haven't mentioned it yet, yeah, the show didn't get recorded. Everything was there. I brought all the shit. Right. And uh, there was some kind of malfunction well, with the recorder. Happened. I don't know. Something happened. It, all I know is that uh, it, it didn't get recorded. However, it, it did get video recorded. Did you know that? Yeah. What? Wh- where is the video? The video exists. In fact, we could look at it right now. It's the sound. The sound is the problem. It won't be good sound. Oh. And so, like that's that's the thing. You might see this in a video form where you'd be like forgiving of the sound, but it isn't going to sound worth a damn. Yeah, what we could yeah, do yeah. is just do it word for word, and uh, you kind know, of, um, <laughs> dub it. Sure. All that happened. The guy got away. You know. How many watches did he get? Well, seven hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. You know what it turned out to be? How many watches that was? Thirteen watches. Okay. If you were to steal. That's that's not very many for seven hundred thousand. If you were to steal seven hundred thousand dollars worth of the most expensive model watch I've ever owned, you'd have to steal exactly twenty thousand watches. The end of glow. At the end of glow. Good news, no one was hurt. The whole thing uh, was captured on video. All the watches have serial numbers on them too. So they'll be tracked. If they're ever brought to another store, I guess he has a fence. That's the idea. You have to have a fence. Yeah. To uh, handle that. To handle he's that probably only going to get like a thousand dollars a watch. For having done that. thirteen grand, you know that's not a very good payday for that kind of risk. And that's not, and, and and seriously, when you get the value, like, you really think he's only going to get a grand to watch? Fences pay very, very. I mean, I think at most you'll get ten percent of the value to all uh, seventy all told. Yeah. But on watches, if the, these are have serial numbers and stuff, it's going to have to be like a whole. The fence probably is going to have to s- get them shipped over to China or someplace China. to sell them. Um, you know what this reminds me of a little bit. There's an interesting story uh, coming out of Philadelphia. Uh, I gotta, I gotta make a quick call. Hey, no problem. Well, it's interesting because in Philadelphia, there's a lot of in like sort of the poor neighborhoods. Here's the deal. Well, uh, we, it wasn't that faithful. The show was amazing. The show was incredible. It, it was, it was mind blowing. It was, it was special. I feel bad for the, um, for anyone who wasn't among the thirty thousand people who were there. Yeah, and uh, and obviously there were many, many tens of thousands who wanted to be there but were lined up and couldn't get tickets. I feel bad for them. We next time we're gonna have to do like an outdoor festival of some sort. I well, think. it was nice of those people to kind of do a human microphone type scenario where like we would say a joke or whoever would say a joke, and then someone at the door would yell the joke up the stairs, and then he would yell it out to the outside, and then everybody could like kind of keep repeating. It, it. was like a telephone game, and I think the jokes actually. Improved. They got a lot better. They changed, <laughs> and so like it was. It was truly great. Truly great. The management was very happy. They did well. Everybody did. It was a great night. It was a really nice club. Yeah, Westside Comedy Club is. It's it it ha, it's newish. You know, I mean, it hasn't been there for very long, and so it's got like a. Uh, it didn't have like a beer gunk on the floor stench. Right. Yeah. That's that's very true. That's something that 
I don't mind in a club, but yeah, I, you know. but it just shows it's been there a while. And but, I like the um, the Steve Martin albums on the wall. Those um, those brought me back to my youth, listening to those exact albums all the time. Yeah, let's get small was maybe one of them, and I think uh, comedy's not pretty. Comedy's is the one. not pretty. That yeah. was that was the big influence on me. It was comedy's not pretty. I used that to listen jokes. to those over and over, and then I would just do the routines for my friends. I did the exact same thing. I did. We get to tell jokes sometimes at the end of uh, the day, sometimes like on a certain day in sixth grade, uh, and Mrs. Guerin would let us do that. And so this is, uh, I, did, I did one of those bins. Well, you know, people in are, that one class. People know? are mad at Steve Martin now because... Um, oh, is he, is he raping people now? No, but um, oh, shit. King Tut... Oh, King Tut is now kind of seen as um, both cultural appropriation and uh, homophobic, racist. Oh, because yeah. like when the guy comes out of the tomb, like with his face painted gold, yeah, they say that that's blackface. Blackface because it's gold face. People take they really take comedy way too seriously, don't they? Maybe that may be the problem. They definitely do. And chief among them. Who's chief among them? Chief, <laughs> famous uh, chief yeah, among them. I learned about him from the uh, Time Life Western series. Sure. The big, the biggest offenders of that is. I'm sorry, it's, it's the ladies. They don't have a sense of humor. Ladies. They, they, they might be funny, but they have no sense of humor. They really don't. Even and the ones who are supposed to be comedians, a lot of the time, seem very humorless. Least of all, they have the least sense of humor of all of them about certain stuff. They really have this religion of taking themselves too seriously and they want everybody doing it they want everybody i mean they want it's it's caught on to the point yeah 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 like these women who louis ck was jerking off in front of yeah okay i can understand that that may have been unpleasant at the moment um but at the same time they were comedians couldn't they make a joke at can't they turn this into humor now well or in the moment if you laugh he's gonna stop yeah, if, if if you burst out laughing, right, he will. He'll probably never do that again. You're gonna ruin his little fetish. It's kind of true, actually. Like yeah. a guy jerking off into a potted plant, looking at women. I mean, how? Um, like, couldn't they say like, couldn't you find like a a mall food court to do that in? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, it's like um, a fern bar, perhaps. It just seems like just like a right with or comedic potential, maybe. and they're comedians, and they just refuse, and they have nothing funny to say about it to this day. <laughs> have the ability to to interpret the I guess the comedy for them is fake. You know, comedy has to be made of real things. All right, you're you're a comedian, so do like what a woman's joke would be. Oh, like one of these bad comedians. Yeah, I can't it, I'm not even going to I I could imitate it given a little time. Mandy Statmiller has an incredible sense of humor. And and that's a rarity, but even even she every once in a while will will suddenly get serious about something and want you to be serious right. about it. I, I'm not one of these always on guys. Sure, that would in be, fact that in, would be unpleasant. In fact, I'm never on. That's like I, <laughs> I sort of struck the the opposite balance. But she, I don't know. I say something that sounds like uh, off color in a way that she doesn't appreciate, yes, and yes, then and then they get the kind of like it's almost like there's a screw that tightens in their jaw. <laughs> that's very that's very accurate. <laughs> I don't know. I've mentioned this before, but I went to the last year. They had an "I am a Muslim tool" rally. I am a Muslim tool. No, no. I'm sorry. It was "I am a Muslim too." Oh. <laughs> anyway, so they had this rally. 
uh, and de Blasio was there and all these people and it was being hosted by um, Dean Obadiah and Judy Gold oh my goodness see and so they had a lot of funny jokes yeah I bet they did I, I bet you they had many many you know so they, Dean, Dean I've, I've seen for for a long time doing comedy back in fact he used to be Italian no kidding before 9-11 he was an Italian guy and then oh. uh, after 9-11 he became uh, an Arab oh cool uh, uh, Arab yeah it's convenient well yeah. Judy Gold um she had this joke. She was never an Arab. No. She had this joke. They introduced this person, and it's like she won Miss Muslim New Jersey 2014, or whatever it was. Mm. And Judy Gold says, okay, so here's Miss Muslim. And then she says, I'm Miss Jew. <laughs> Miss Jew. I'm Miss Jew. That's funny. I'm Miss Jew. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all these, like, the crowd is, that, like, largely, like, Muslim, like, I don't know, like, Indonesian women, Malaysian women wearing hijabs and, like, crazed-looking, like, Egyptian cleric types. Oh, boy. They just didn't seem that into her. And then, you know, then you can imagine the rest of the crowd. That was their idea of, like, proving that people can get along. We are hosting this show together. Yeah. A Muslim and a Jew. Who would have ever thought it? I miss Jew. <laughs> He's hosting with Miss Jew. <laughs> I just didn't even see you why really that got her delivery to be down. Fun. Do too. I really? Well, okay. you know, it's tough. Dino Bladal, by the way, he has a joke. He says the, these uh, construction workers. He, I had a, he, he says he got catcalled, you know, oh. by a construction worker. Somebody catcalling him, and he turned around and like, you know, he points to himself, like, "What me?" You know, and he goes, "Now I'm not gay, but I love compliments," and 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 people laugh at that. I don't get it. There's there's really nothing to get. It's yeah. just, you know, and and that, and that's uh, m many of his jokes. Can I tell like my a, favorite Dino Badaya joke? Please. He said, but on this show you'll refer to him as Oblidala. Oblidala. Okay. <laughs> um, he said, "I'm dating a white girl. Where did I meet her? At White Castle." <laughs> whenever I, I I used to go on Twitter, and whenever he said anything, I would say, "Dean, tell the White Castle joke." <laughs> I love it. It's so it's, funny. He said it on television. I'm dating a white girl. I met her know, at White Castle. They like pandering shit like that. Well, it was on the Melissa Harris Perry MSNBC show. So like sort of but work they, one of his jokes. No, no, no. Because Melissa Harris Perry said, okay, today we're going to talk about hu race and humor. So let's tell, a jo let's tell jokes that ha involve race. Oh, my God. But it was all like... And th they had him... Well, he was on the show a lot. He was one of the. He was on the panel. So yeah, the point is, we didn't record the show. I, I tried, and I just uh, I had the batteries. What do I always forget? Batteries, memory card. You had all the splitter. You had everything, but you forgot to press record. Yeah, I, I turned it on. I set the levels. I, I set yeah. the limiter, and and then I just didn't do that final thing. And kind I, of perversely, I saw you not do it. Yeah, and I just kind of didn't. Alert you because because uh, well I assume that got you knew what you were doing. It got easier and easier as time went on, right? Like to not say anything. The thing is, is it probably wouldn't have been very good because the the whole mic system we had to keep switching mics and it, it wouldn't and it wouldn't have sounded great. It wouldn't have sounded good. And what the people were saying, like what the comedians said, wouldn't have recorded. Except you know, well we would, yeah, we would have been. It would have picked there. up, but trust us. It, it was not going to be... Well, you know when you listen to old, old comedy albums like Steve Martin or whatever, and there's moments where the audience is like uproariously laughing, but you don't really know what's going on because it's just the audio of a live performance? Yeah. I think a lot of the show would have been like that. Which is not annoying to me. I, it, it doesn't really bother me that much. I, 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 my imagination, I try to like 
That yeah, way you hear easy. all the mugging and the. I don't know, it was pretty verbal. I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the. It's not like we had Shields and Yarnell on or something. Um, Are you familiar? No. Oh man, I, I've already explained it too many times on the show. That's okay. I'll tell you another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell okay, me, so tell Shields me and Yarnell <laughs> were these. They would act like robots. They were a married couple, and they would act like robots. That was their whole thing. Yeah. And they would do it to music. They would have these little sketches. They would. Oh, do, they, would okay. they would appear on variety shows and, they would, oh. and, and stuff. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was. It's really your time period. I, I can't believe you know, that you've never. Hold on one second. Shields and Yarnell. <laughs> This so will we'll, be good for the for the audience. We'll, we'll of, be laughing for our listeners. See what we're looking at. He's, it's a robot guy. You can tell by the sounds. He's pretty good. It's it's yeah, they're amazing. At the time, I was a kid. Whoa. At the time, I, th- I thought this was just you know the best thing that ever happened. I wanted to do this when I grew up. This is what I wanted to be when I grew up. One of these guys. I wonder if they're the ones who um, influenced all the breakdancers. Yeah, maybe. There's a very limited market for this. You know, pretty much they had it covered. He's raising his eyebrows. And and sort of flaring his nostrils a little bit. And there's a cash register sound. I thought she was... I always thought she was... Beautiful? Strangely hot, too, yeah. She's got beautiful bone structure. She looks a little bit like... um, Shelly Duvall, maybe? A little bit. She's thin. They're in the kitchen. It's a scene of domestic bliss. He's smoking a pipe first thing in the morning. Because uh, that, that's comical for a robot to smoke a pipe, I guess. They're sitting down to a nice breakfast, robot style. So let me guess, like, they spill the milk on the floor and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's like, it, it happened. See, they're not perfect yet. No. Well, this is kind of like... It'll be interesting. This is sort of like when robot, you know, cyber sex robots come around it'll probably be a little bit like this yeah they're gonna throw in the milk first all generation just <laughs> squirt all over your mattress bite your penis off they're gonna start their period on your new sheets wait did you say bite your penis off that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much the end of the sentence isn't it yeah i mean that's, wow that, that could happen that <laughs> will guess. happen it yeah. will happen yeah so yeah, this is funny. This, yeah, the, at no point is there a twist ending or anything here. It just it's, goes on like this. Yeah, it's 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 more. She's like, oh, you had you struggled with your juice while it, they they always drink. There you go. She tries hers and she pours. She's a little better than him, I think. Her machinery, uh, the, her machine movements are a lot more kind of. They're, yeah. they're more awkward and less coordinated looking. Right. But it's very hard to look that. No, way. No, this is great. I mean, you know what? I love talking to people. Uh, like you or my friend Shane is also like a real expert on like the history of comedy and vaudeville and magic and stuff like that. He'll he'll show me these like crazy clips. This is great. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Pat. Sure. You know the guy who inspired Letterman. That's an interesting story. Who inspired Letterman inspired to do what? Him, inspired him to go into television and become an inter- entertainer. Uh, okay. You know, like he was. Uh, as everybody knows, he was a, like a, a weatherman, right? And then, but is Letterman funny? All right, all right, all uh, right. We'll be right back. Letterman is the f- one of the funniest men alive. Really? Letterman's extremely funny, yeah. yeah I've never once heard or se- seen him do or say anything funny in 35 years of watching him. And you've watched him yes. many times? Yes. I find him to be very, very funny. Uh, I can't... Uh, it, it's To me, it's not about all the shit he says, necessarily. It's, Which it's isn't more about funny. 
I think it is. Okay. I, you really, you really don't find him funny. I really don't. Okay. I, I just you, always found he must his, be one of those Jonathan Winters guys. He just always seemed to be copying. It's his whole shtick just seems to be like copying attitude. Like, oh, like here I am on a talk show. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. That's a that. See now, that's funny what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he became a real master at running that show, though. I mean, like he, he was so good at it. He was really good at it. He was, uh, he was the obviously the heir there, the yeah. Carson one. But anyway, who cares? Whatever. Letterman, Letterman's got a big stupid beard now. He looks like a jackass. Yeah, I hate that beard. That needs to go. But you know what? He's off TV. He's yeah, old and feeble. Really he was on Kimmel. The I even thought he was, he's still funny though. That fucking guy. Really? You know, Kimmel said one of his he's you know, some wise ass or something is like uh, asked him. So this suit that you got now is this? A, did you actually have to buy this uh, to wear it? You know, now that you don't have the suits to wear at the show, and he goes, "None of your business." Okay, it's very funny. That's it's just, you know what he was funny in the, in the moment. Um, did you ever see the Chris Elliott movie Sailor Boy? Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my second wife. She loved that. That movie was really funny. Want to buy a monkey? <laughs> that was his line. Yeah, I think so. David Letterman was really funny in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we found some common ground. Exactly. Oh no! Okay, now we now we know why you don't like. No, that. I don't like Tom Snyder. I don't like, he took I don't like Tom most Snyder's job. That guy wasn't. He wasn't even supposed to be funny. No, he was just like. There's only been a handful of these dust. fucking guys ever. You know what I mean? It's very hard to make one of those shows. Pat Sajak, he didn't last very long. Remember that? Oh, did he have a show? He had a show. Yeah, that's how short it was. He's very yeah. conservative. Uh, Chuck Woolery is too. Yeah, I know. Which I enjoy. I, I love it. Yeah, it's good that he's around. He's he's suddenly like kind of relevant almost. Well, I mean, of. like he's got a lot of followers. People know who he is. He tweets stuff. I follow him. You follow Chuck Woldry? I look at his tweets from time to time. Oh, you're one of those reluctant to follow. Well, like, I, I, don't, maybe I, don't I, just, fo- I may follow him. I don't just give away my follows. That I way. may follow him. Um, hey, you know when um, you were saying about how Johnny Carson was a real bastard? Well, yeah, I mean that was not intended for public ears. Oh, you know? No, no, that's fine. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> sort of reminds me. After, Who would I possibly be worried about hearing that after um, after Buddy Rich died? Yeah, like his wife sitting around the house and she's real sad. Yeah, and there's a phone call. <laughs> Someone she picks up. She's like, "Hello." Someone says, "Is Buddy there?" She says, "No, Buddy died." Hangs up the phone. Next day, she's still like you know, sad, still mourning. Not over it yet. It's Not just been over a day. <laughs> phone rings. She picks it up. Hello. Voice says, "Is Buddy there?" She says, "Buddy died." Hangs up. Next day, she's still sad, still mourning. Phone rings. She picks it up. Hello. Hi, is Buddy there? She says, Buddy's dead. Why do you keep calling? He says, I just like to hear it. Mm. <laughs> yes. that's, a, that's an excellent joke. It's, it's, it's very uh, rule of three. Strong uh, execution. You know, your joke-telling style, I've noticed, is uh, it's to draw the listener in. You're not coming out to meet them. I like that. That's oh, the yeah. way to that's the way to do it. It's yes. kind of like attraction, not promotion. Exactly. That's exactly right. I don't I don't like selling things strong. Right, because I think it turns people off a little bit. It, it overselling is a big mistake in comedy sometimes. However, 
it works a lot of times. You know who it works for is uh, what's Jackie Martling. You ever seen that guy, Jackie Martling? He's so he's well. He just throws out a thousand like one-liners and stuff, right? Yeah, but he laughs with the joke. He'll tell you a joke that takes a second to tell, and, and, and yeah. he and his it's his laughter that's infectious, and, right. and he just he you can tell. I mean, either he's the great look. How many times have I seen a comedian do something on stage and go? Oh man, look that happened. He was so good in the moment, you know. And then yeah. the next night, you see the same moment over and over again. They they build it in, and he, unless he's really good at just replicating, at the that kind of just joy. Okay. I mean, that's uh, it's funny he comes up. I, well, I guess I'm bringing him up. He uh, he live a long time, maybe you know, for laughing like that. He already oh. has lived a long time. He's an old guy. How old is he? He's like a hundred. I think, he, I, think he, I think he's 100 years old. That's he's, a, he's a centenarian. Because you only get a limited number of laughs in your lifetime. Yeah, but he's gotten his and about nine other people, too. It's, Maybe it's like collecting slaves for the afterlife. Like, if you kill enough people, you get all their laughs. <laughs> that that <laughs> model works for a lot of stuff, doesn't it? That uh, the, uh, what's his That's name? That's why John Wayne Gacy lived so long. I thought it was... Uh, who, who was it that was collecting them? The, the, the Zodiac? Yeah, the Zodiac killer was the one collecting slaves for the afterlife, but John Wayne Gacy was collecting la- laughter. The yeah, laughter you, of all the children. You think that he ever made a child laugh? <laughs> he was a clown. Being a clown. <laughs> children don't laugh. No, clowns, man. They're not. They're never funny. Well, that's practically like. They're not even designed to be myth. funny at this point. That's a myth. The clowns aren't funny? I know a clown. We, I, knew, we, I knew this birthday clown. David Friedman, who's like a legendary like children's birthday clown in New York City, he's the one who. Then it turned out uh, his brother was in like his father and brother were in prison for being child, child sex stuff. Oh, well. Anyway, so th- there was he a movie a about clown. How oh, well, yeah. But like, so, so like they were they got the wrong guy. We had him do a few birthday parties. Now this is a guy who would do Madonna's birthday party, Bruce Springsteen's birthday parties, their kids' birthday parties rather. Yes. He was so unfunny, but children would just not stop screaming with laughter. Yeah. I would have to leave the room because it was so annoying. <laughs> but they loved him. They adored his shtick. Now, he didn't have, like, he didn't paint his face and all that stuff. Oh, he did. He didn't paint his... F- Wait a second. What kind of clown is this guy? He didn't paint his well, face? Well, he had a wacky outfit. He had giant glasses with no glass in them. Clowns don't have to paint their face. That's the first thing that you say about a clown. Either that or big feet. He might have had the big feet. But when you think of a clown, if I mean, come on. This guy's like a clown's clown. Like he writes he writes books. Like talk to any clown, children's clown, and say David Friedman, they'll be like they'll kind of get silly billy. They'll get rever- they'll get like reverential. Yeah. It's it's in the way you jump out of the car. To look as if <laughs> No, he writes these books like seriously silly. Yeah. And like he breaks down the whole thing, you know, like a science. Well, sure. I mean, Wriggling Brothers, you know, have a very strict training r- regime or whatever. You know what I mean? Like a very, they to become one of those, if you become one of those clowns back yeah. when they had a circus, yeah. before PETA ran them out of, the, out of town right. and out of the world. With that elephant shit, yeah, is the elephant really that important in a circus? I had no idea. They're like, we can't run a circus without mistreating an elephant. It well, and then done. the tigers. I think that was a big draw. The thing about the circus, Ringling Brothers Circus, um, it's what 
Puerto Ricans use to, um, like, they take their children there as, like, cultural enrichment. Like, they think it's um, educational. Right. It's it's less cruel than a bullfight, I guess. I don't think they're worried about the cruelty. <laughs> they're like, not enough cruelty. <laughs> um, hey, well, you know, this guy named Kevin Burke, he was the first headliner I ever worked with on the road. My first road gig, I was in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, hosted for the whole week. And he was a former clown. He was a trained clown. And so that was his act. It was very physical and stuff like that and very broad and very big. And he told me that, like, you have to be able to play that way because, you know, you're playing to the to the cheap seats, yeah. which may be a quarter mile away. Right. You know, and... Uh, that makes sense. Know, I, I, I'm better in a club, you know, <laughs> like a small yeah. club. In fact, like, the fewer people that... This right now... This, this, is, you, this is my ideal audience. <laughs> yes. Just 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 a guy. It'd be interesting <laughs> to see you, like... Like, there's a three-ring circus. There's all of the apparatus and everything. There's, like, 40,000 people people there watching yeah and it's and nobody's there except you in the in the middle of the three rings oh oh you mean like there's no there's not entertainment going on no it's just, just you oh just me there's forty thousand people there with kids and i've performed for uh thousands i performed for seventeen thousand. that's a lot at an arena yeah i thought i was doing well until i introduced the next guy who was one that they had come to see was ron white i was opening for ron white and larry the cable guy and then that's when I was like it, the definite the applause was truly definite. It, it was ridiculous, yeah. It was it was in Louisiana too. Which I, it's not not always been a great state for me for stand up, but yeah. Northern you know, Louisiana or Southern Louisiana? I believe it was Northern Louisiana. But Southern Louisiana is worse. I don't know, where's Lafayette? I did that one time and it didn't go great. I I'm trying to think of shitty things. Oh, you know what it was? I got pulled over one time on the way back from San Antonio. And they went. They acted like they were going to arrest me. For so, what? like, I've always held a grudge. Oh, for they they said, "Oh, we, we, he says he smells pot in your car." And I'm like, uh, "Can we search it?" I'm like, "I don't know. Do I have a choice? I mean, what if I say no? Go, well, we can try and get a warrant and get a dog out here and all this." And I'm just like, "Fine, fuck it." I, you know, I wasn't standing up for my rights at that particular no. moment because these guys both needed a shave. You know what I mean? Like they were like fucking. Is you know you ain't real you ain't from around here shit yeah you know? and they pull over everybody on Interstate twelve because yeah. they figure it's a, it's a big drug highway ten I think is it ten Maybe ten is, is 10. the one between San Antonio and New Orleans well uh, that's the main they, interstate then it was then it was ten but he uh, these guys uh, they did a whole expose about it on sixty minutes even you know about how they would just take people's shit. They'll impound your car and take any cash you have, and right. then and then yeah, come You've and get it back. Of sure. course, there's a process for that. Right. <laughs> I was the only times I've I've gotten tickets in my life. Well, no, that's not true. But one, I got pulled over twice in an hour and a half on I-10 in Louisiana, in West Texas. Yeah, yeah, it's that's interesting. Yeah, were you speeding or were you doing anything? You just I was driving speeding. along. No, yeah. I was speeding. I mean, to be fair, I was speeding. Yeah, and to be fair, I was transporting a large amount of drugs, <laughs> and I had a lot of cash, drug money, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- in Ohio, you get pulled over a lot, too. People in Ohio drive really fucking weird. Have you ever noticed that? You ever driven in Ohio at all? Yeah, but I don't remember it. They well. will all be in the fast lane, right? They, there's nobody in the slow lane. There's a big line of traffic in the fast lane, and they're, they figure they're doing the limit. 
So that's the limit. They don't use it as a passing lane, is what you're saying. No, they get up to the limit and they go, well, I guess I better, I'm at the absolute limit. I better get into the They're strictly law abiding, but completely um, unrealistic about living in society. Probably so. Yeah, I'd say that's right. Like everyone there has Asperger's syndrome. They they have no sense sense of courtesy for anybody. Usually you think, hey, if there's somebody behind you who wants to pass, you move over. But you could, 40 people would have to move over. So that's in a two lane. And then the third lane opens up. What happens? You jump into that. You know, you try to like, I got to get around some of these people. You get arrested, and that's when you get pulled over—not fully arrested, but you definitely get a ticket. Yeah, they—they they know it's going to happen. They—they, what? I'm telling people things they know. This Did you ridiculous. ever think about becoming a sovereign citizen? What is a sovereign citizen? You're not familiar with this? It's all over YouTube. Um, is this new? Well, it's kind of like people who say that they don't have to obey laws. Oh, really? Or that the police have no authority, or that they don't have to license their cars. Oh, yes. Okay, I have heard of that. Yeah, And yeah. they say, you they, you they pull you over, and you're like, by what authority are you pulling me over? They're like, uh, I'm a you know, Lucas County, Ohio uh, Sheriff's Department. They're like, yeah. can, you, can you demonstrate your sovereignty over me? <laughs> by maritime law, you have no sovereignty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that... I am a freeman on the land. Yeah, <laughs> those people. Right of travel is, uh, you know, whatever. No, I never consider. I would never consider doing such a such a thing. <laughs> it just seems like you're really <laughs> your Ask life is going to be so hard that way. <laughs>